Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad that you are with me this week. I have a guest on this week um, that is truly an honor to have him with us. Um, I cannot believe actually that it's taken this long to have Dr. Brian Ray with us. Um, I, we, we met years ago at a, um, it was an HSLDA conference. And um, I've always been so uh, just in, um, impressed with his work. I feel like I should have a stronger word than impressed, but but that's the word that comes to me right now. Um, he has done so many things for the homeschool community. And if you are not yet familiar with him, you are gonna be so encouraged this week. I know that many of you have probably heard him speak at homeschool conventions um, in the past. And he's he's been in the homeschool world for a long, long time. Um, and so I'm so grateful to have him on with us today. So we're gonna talk a lot about uh, just the history of homeschooling and some research on what's going on with homeschooling, what's happened in the past, what the future might look like for homeschooling. Um, we're going to talk just a lot about his study of the homeschool world. But before we get into that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, Dr. Brian Ray, welcome to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad to have you with us. Introduce yourself to our audience. And when I say this, typically, I'm like, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you and your family do. And I would really love for you to give a pretty good overview of, of um, NHERI, um, which is your organization, um, which we'll talk about, but also your credentials, your qualifications, because that really matters in our talk this week and the things that we're going to be discussing. Yep. Thank you so much, Yvette, for having me here. It's great. Thank you for your work. I was just telling Yvette before we started talking how my wife said this morning, I'm so happy about all these young people who are doing the things we don't even know about in the homeschool movement. And years ago, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, we started hearing older people like I am saying, woe is us, woe is me, that we're all the young people, the pioneers like we are. Well, you know what? God has raised you up. Here you are. He always has whoever, whomever he needs to do the things, right? I mean, he's just done yeah, it. And yeah. so I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful that there are younger folks who are so excited about God's principles and raising children. Uh, but what happened was, okay, so I, I was raised, I was institutionalized a bit, right? So I was raised in a Roman Catholic environment, Roman Catholic, went to Roman Catholic schools, but from a very young age, you know, God designs people a certain way, you know, and I think a lot of us know early on what, what it might be. I've always loved animals. I've always just wanted to watch them and play with them and study them and all those things. So I went after high school, went on uh, to get a, a bachelor's degree, bachelor of science in biology from the University of Puget Sound. Uh, from there, I went off and traveled all over the United States with my brother before many people watching this were even born, I'm sure. This is back during the bicentennial of America, United States of America, 1976, traveled all over the U.S. for 100 days and 15,000 miles, came back, wow. and I taught, ended up teaching. Well, I, got a, I got a carpentry job, and then I ended up teaching at an outdoor school, uh, sixth grade public school students. I've always liked being around children and teaching children. Even in even in high school, I went down to a local grade school and tutored children in that elementary school. So uh, that was just something I did there. And from there, then I went on and got a, a master of science degree in zoology at Ohio University. 
And therefore, my research, I studied pack rats, Neotoma floridana. So I was really into mammalogy and learned all the mammals of North America and all that kind of thing. Now, I finished that and I thought, well, you know, do I want to don't want to be in a lab all my life or would I like to maybe get out a little more and be with people or, or something? So from there, uh, now in, in, in all that, Betsy and I got married in graduate school. Graduate school is when I got saved, when the Lord got me and brought me into his kingdom. And right after that, Betsy and I got married, came back to Oregon, and she was finishing a degree in teaching. And I decided, hey, why not? So I got a teaching degree in Oregon. So I taught for a few years, middle school and high school. So now you can see kind of the science and then the education formally, right? So I did that. And after three years of that, I got kind of, I'm tired of that, you know, teaching the same class over and over and over. And I need a challenge. I need a real challenge. So I decided to go and get uh, work on a PhD in science education at Oregon State University. So while there, uh, I, I was teaching in biology and I became a teaching assistant for the dean of education and all kinds of things, all kinds of experiences. While there, event, we were starting to have babies. <clears throat> and while we were there, I was very interested in alternatives. And Betsy and I have always kind of been interested in alternatives. Maybe you could say we are right-wing Christian hippies. <laughs> so we were interested in <laughs> organic farming, and we were interested in drip irrigation on gardens. And while, while at Oregon State, uh, I met some people who wanted somebody to teach their children part-time. It turns out they were basically kind of left-wing hippie homeschoolers, but nobody called it that yet. And from there, I started looking into homeschooling and almost no research was done. So I pulled together a paper all about homeschooling and research on homeschooling and presented it as actually it was an exam for my doctoral studies. It was not my dissertation. And all of a sudden, after I wrote that paper, I was an expert on homeschooling. So one way to be an expert is do something almost nobody else is doing. And then you're an expert. That's that's basically what happened. Uh, during all of that, Betsy and I heard about homeschooling, and I started studying homeschooling, and one thing led to another. I did some research on homeschooling, and bingo, as soon as I got my PhD, the NBC Today Show called me and flew me from Oregon to New York City, picked me up in a limousine, and put me on the NBC Today Show with the president of the National Education Association, the big teachers union. And that was amazing. I'd never done anything like that in my life. That was my introduction to the media and interviews with the media. Uh, just two years after that, some other guys and I started the nonprofit National Home Education Research Institute, NERI, NERI, N-H-E-R-I dot org. So that's kind of the preliminary before what happened, how we got there. God just led me from one thing to another. I went off to teach at Seattle Pacific, well, I'll just say, a university in Seattle, and uh and then started the uh, research institute during that. And I went and taught at another college and kept the research institute going in about 25 years ago, full-time with the research institute. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward his creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. 
Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Dr. Brian Ray. Um, that is an incredible story um, that you talked about before, and I don't know that you would call it a story, but you know, uh, just your your qualifications and what you did before even getting into the world of homeschooling. Um, you are well-educated. You and, and the reason I wanted you to share all of that stuff is because I didn't want I, people, we're going to talk a lot this week about your study of homeschooling. And I don't want people to think that you're just some guy off the street who maybe talked to 10 different people. And now all of a sudden you're the expert on homeschooling. Yeah. Um, your bio, it says that you are a leading international expert in research on homeschooling. And I would argue that you are the leading international expert in research on homeschooling. I, I don't know anyone else who has done as much research as you um, in the past years. And we're not just talking about the past 10 years. We're talking about, you said, I think 33 years ago um, that you started researching homeschooling. Is that right? I said that the Institute was started 33 years ago, but I actually started studying homeschooling more like 39 years ago. <laughs> so oh. before I left out a step event. Uh, you got it right, though, about the research. I, I left out that in 1985, I started the journal Home School Researcher. And keep in mind, it was three words, Home School Researcher. So that tells right. you something. That was before it evolved in America to a one word. And we used to have discussions right. and debates about whether it should be one word or two words. Yeah. 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 Well, we've we've seen that debate as well, even as recently as when we... Um, chose the name for the movie Schoolhouse Rocked the oh, Homeschool yeah. Revolution. I remember us talking about that, like, do we put homeschool or homeschool? Right. And uh, we finally, we did, you know, our own little bit of research and we thought, okay, most people are saying it as one word. Um, and so we're going to just go with homeschooling yes. instead of homeschooling. Um, so, so yes, I mean, you have been in this world for such a long time and you have really put your whole, I would say most of your adult life's work into researching homeschooling and the, not just the history of it. I mean, you talk about the history of it, but really you have a really deep understanding. And so talk for a little bit about your research that you've done. And I would love for you to take us, you know, not through every step, but kind of what it was like from the beginning, 39 years ago when you mm -hmm. started researching it. Um, and, and I know this is a big question. This could take a long time. We have about what, 10, 12 minutes here. Um, <laughs> so we can continue this on if we need to on Wednesday, but talk about your research on homeschooling and, and where you've seen it go. Okay. Way back in that time machine around, around 1989 ish, I can't say the exact date, but you know, I, I was already into it. I was already into it. In fact, I wanted to do a study on homeschooling for my doctoral dissertation, but it's a story we won't get into. And I can never prove it, but they did not want me studying and having a dissertation coming out of Oregon State University on homeschooling. So I did my work just on public school kids, but on my own, on the side, I was collecting data on private school children and homeschool children with the same questions as my doctoral dissertation. So as soon as they handed me the dissertation, boom, I went out and started publishing on homeschooling. And it was nice. And it was kind of an off 
thing that almost nobody would look into was something, it was called the theory of reasoned action. And it was comparing homeschool, public school, and private school students in terms of their interest in doing science and their interest in doing uh, studying science and their interest in doing laboratory science and then what would motivate them. And as it turns out, and this is gonna start sounding like a broken record, the homeschooled children were more engaged and more interested in science than most of the others. I mean, that's what I found. That was way back in around, like I said, 1988. Now wow. around, around that same time, just after that, Mike Ferris, who was one of the founders of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, uh, was making a speech somewhere or writing an article or something. He said, you know what? We're not, we need in the homeschool movement, we need parents with their children to go down to their state legislatures and visit with legislators and so that they can see their children, they're real, they're not weirdos, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he said, number two, we need good, solid, sound, empirical research evidence. Well, HSLDA was the main sponsor of one of my first big studies. And it was a nationwide study of homeschooling. And we got into all kinds of things like uh, parents' demographics, you know, their income level, their ethnicity, education level, children, reasons for homeschooling, and standardized academic achievement tests. Though even though those test scores are not the most important thing in the world, and I know you know that, Yvette, it is something that the public and the courts and the legislatures want to know about, right? Like, it, well, a lot of parents want to know too. Can my child, I'm not a government certified teacher. I don't even have a college degree. Can my children possibly learn from me, you know, to do basic math and reading and writing? So it was a big study. It was a first of its kind and it got a lot of publicity. We went into the news, we made booklets, we did all those kinds of things. And we found out that on average, homeschooled children do very well academically. We mailed out thousands and thousands of paper envelopes with stuffed with a family survey and then probably three copies of the each child's survey with you know self-addressed stamped envelopes. And then those got mailed in from all over the country to our little wow. place in Seattle, Washington. We lived up there for three years. And then we had to open all those. And then we had to hand enter all of that into probably an Excel oh my goodness. spreadsheet. Thousands <laughs> and thousands and thousands and thousands of oh hand my. entries. That's how it happened. I can't even imagine because you look at how easy it is. I mean, now you just can create a simple form on Google, shoot it out to, you know, thousands of people and have answers within hours if you need them. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing to see um, how technology has yeah. really helped in that way. I'm assuming this was back, and I don't remember uh, when the date was, but this is probably around the same time that Dr. Dobson did his famous interview with Dr. Ray Moore, right, where they started talking about homeschooling. I would say that was more like probably closer to 1985-ish, around in there. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So yeah, close. It was so so people started hearing about homeschooling from different angles, you know, just alternative yeah. education discussions. Uh, ministries like Focus on the Family. Yeah, all mm -hmm. that was bubbling and simmering and coming about at the same time. I, I, I met people who had never heard of homeschooling and they started sure. homeschooling. They hadn't heard about it on a radio, nowhere. And they just said, God wanted us to do this. He did not want us to put them, especially in public schools. I met people all yeah. over the country who were doing that. Yes, it was around that time. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, I know that there have been so many hands um, who God has used to bring homeschooling to where it is today. And 
And, you know, we take it for granted. We forget about those homeschool pioneers like yourself who really did pave the way before us so that we have our homeschool freedoms and so that we have what what we need to homeschool successfully so that we can have those test scores so that we can have all of the things that we can take to our legislators and say, mm-hmm. hey, look, this is what's going on with us. Um, you know, there oftentimes you will hear of kids who were homeschooled back in the 80s and 90s, and even, you know, I would say that the early 2000s, and they'll say, oh, you know, my mom didn't do a good job of homeschooling. I didn't have a good education. You know, I was deprived of my education. And so people will look at those kids and they will say, oh, well, look, look at those homeschoolers. You know, none of them are educated. (laughs) Well, look at the public schoolers. Many of them aren't educated. Look at the private schoolers. Many of them aren't educated either. Um, Sometimes I think it really just depends on the parents and on the child. And so- I love your research because you really do show and prove that home education really does work in most cases, not in all cases, but in most cases, academically, it really does work for students. And so I want to kind of hang on that right now. And I want to pull that into Wednesday. I want to kind of kick off Wednesday's episode with that and talk about why homeschooling does work according to the research that you've done. So we'll go, we'll go from there, but tell us First, where people can find out more about NERI. Um, at NERI is N-H-E-R-I. It's the National Home Education Research Institute. Um, where can people find out more about you? It's very simple, N-H-E-R-I.org. Just go there. There's a fact sheet that most people like to read right away. Uh, and of course, if you want to get free research, homeschool research news, not a bunch of junk email because I don't have time to send out junk email. You can go to the top right, get connected, take you about 17 seconds to pump in your name and your email address. And then of course, if you want to support us, you can always hit that button too. donate. I mean, we, we live basically off of donations. We are not tax funded. We are not a big state university. We are supported mainly by homeschool families and then sometimes research contracts. So that's really how we've worked and how we've operated and people who believe in it and they know that, like you said, the facts and figures are very important. We always need them, even though even though there's a lot of research so far, we always need more because there are always new legislators who want to find reasons to try to control you. Yep, exciting stuff. We will put that link in the show notes. Um, and we actually, if you've seen the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, you know that we actually talked about some of um, Dr. Ray's statistics in the movie and used that as part of our story. Um, And so if you haven't seen the movie, you can watch it for free. Go to schoolhouserockedmovie.com, stream it for free, watch it with your friends, watch it with your neighbors and your family. And you will be encouraged not just by Dr. Ray's research, but by the the movie in general, um, because it will bring great encouragement to you. Um, Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Ray. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with you on Wednesday and stay tuned to the very end of this program to get a sneak peek at what we're going to be talking about next on the podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. 
Ask any public school teacher, private school teacher, government certified teacher, principal of a school, superintendent of a school district, when do children usually learn more? When they're in a group of 28 or when they're in a group of three or four or five? When do children usually learn more? When they can master a subject or a skill before they move on or when they have to move on just because it's a new day or a new semester, it doesn't matter whether they learn it or not. When do children yeah. usually learn more? When the curriculum or the pedagogical approach is customized for that child's learning style, uh, strengths, weaknesses, dreams, and desires, or not customized? We all know the answer. Which side of those answers does institutional schooling lie on more? And which one does parent-led home-based education lie on more? And systemically, by its very nature, parent-directed home-based education fits the bill more. So really, Yvette, the question is, why would homeschool children not do better?